2011, Happy New Year. Someday the years will end. We won't count years. Two thousand eleven. That'd be a good question to ask ourselves as we go throughout the year. Where will we be when that someday comes? It's good to be with you. We have a good crowd this morning. Eighty years ago, in October, on October the twenty sixth, nineteen thirty, the first song sung in a worship service on this property was My Faith Looks Up to Thee, which is the song that we sang before the prayer. In looking for a theme for the year 2011 here at Fountainhead, the elders have decided to use this song title as our theme for the year in 2011 with, with one modification. They've, they've changed the pronoun my to our. Our faith looks up to thee. And in compiling sermons for this year, for the year 2011, I used this song for our Sunday morning sermons. And I hope that you'll be able to get a, get a brochure back there. We, we put a brochure. There's a, there's a bulletin back there as well as uh, the sermons for 2011. And so I hope if you didn't get one that you'll get one as you go out the doors. Um, our, our Sunday morning sermons will be based upon this particular song, it's full of wonderful Christian things. What I did was I, I went through the song and I, and I highlighted uh, the different themes that were in the song. There's too many to use in one year. I, I just went through and I highlighted each and every one of them as we go through the song. We've already sang the song this morning, but uh, died, love, living fire, griefs, guide, darkness turned to day, stray, uh, dream, uh, there's, there's so many different things, fear, safety, a ransom soul, so many different, different themes that, that I could have used. And, I, and I, I went through so many that I ended up with about 20 of them. And so I pared those down to 12, pared those down to 12, and uh, brainstormed those 12. And with each 12, I came up with four different sermons for each 12, and I spread those out through the year on Sunday mornings. So when you see your uh, Sunday morning guide, your 2011 guide for the sermons, know that, know that uh, the Sunday morning service, uh, the genesis for each sermon was generated by the song, My Faith Looks Up to Thee, to go along with our theme this year. And, and then every evening sermon in 2011, every evening sermon, it's based upon, uh, upon this particular verse here. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. In Romans chapter 10 verse 17, if our faith truly looks to God, if our faith truly looks up to the God for answers, for victory, for salvation, for I want to increase our faith. If we want to increase our faith this year, as I'm sure everyone here does, we'll, we'll get into the word of God. And that's what we're going to be doing in the for every sermon, but especially in the evening sermons. Uh, there's so many different ways I could have gone, uh, so I picked the top three ways that I wanted to use uh, uh, that I've been thinking of in, in, in my own studies. I wanted to uh, increase our faith and incorporate these through, throughout the year in a, in a rotating basis. So if you look at the Sunday evening sermons, you'll notice uh, 
you'll notice uh, these particular themes, a word study, a New Testament command, a New Testament question. Uh, those are going to be the themes that we work off of on Sunday evening sermons. A preacher should never run out of sermons, sermons because the, the New Testament is full uh, of sermons. Even individual words can be studied to a deeper understanding of the Scriptures, to, to be had of a deeper understanding of the Scriptures. And the, the diligent Bible student uh, will understand this. So the, the first Sunday night of each month, the sermon will be based upon a New Testament word study. The second Sunday night will be based upon a specific New Testament command. And the third Sunday night will be based on a specific question asked by Jesus or a disciple or, or an apostle. The fourth Sunday nights are, are singing nights. We're going to get back into more singing uh, nights. So the fourth Sunday nights are, are singing nights. There has been some request by some that I can bind more sermons with songs this year. And uh, I will do so when the elders schedule me to lead singing this year. I will know that uh, know that, that song uh, service will also include the sermon as well. So there have been other sermon suggestions, and they're marked by an asterisk in the paper. So if you if you get a, get a peep. A paper before you leave, make sure that you understand that. An asterisk means that one of you has asked for that particular sermon. And uh, I will oblige that as well. The elders uh, have looked over these and they've decided that these are, these, these are what we need to know this year. And uh, these sermons, they're designed to increase our faith. That's what they're designed to do. Because we're going to be going, uh, we're going to be going to deep into God's Word this year. We are determined to increase our faith this year. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Hebrews 11 verse 6. What is faith? If our faith looks up to Thee, O God, what are we singing when we sing that song? Remember, probably one of the very first lessons I ever taught here at Fountainhead one of the very first lessons, one of the very first things I've ever said was, you can sing a lie just like you can tell a lie. And when we sing, our faith looks up to thee, do we even know what we're singing? Faith. What is faith? What are we singing when we sing, our faith looks up to thee? What are the doctrine or teachings about faith? What is the source of faith? Many people blur definitions of words to fit their own doctrine. The, def, the dictionary definition of, of faith is confident belief in truth. Belief that does not rest on logical proof or, or material evidence. Loyalty to a person or thing in allegiance is faith. The body or dogma of a religion such as the Muslim faith or the, or the Hindu faith. A, a set of principles or beliefs. The Bible definition of faith is found in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And this is very important because verse 6, without faith it is impossible to please Him. I've already mentioned Romans chapter 10 verse 17 as the inspiration for the, for the PM sermons. But let's break this verse down just a little bit more to understand faith. Faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. There's an obligation on our part to obtain faith. 
Faith comes by hearing. There's something we must do. There's something we must hear. Actively hear. Not, not, not just, not passively. Hear what? Hear what? what? What are we supposed to be hearing? Just anything? Well, not the six o'clock news. It's not the latest novel or the latest self-help book. But the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Actively hearing God's Word. Understanding it. To be consistent with truth, to say, I believe, means that I can read it from God's Word. Faith is not just believing. Faith is not mere belief. Faith is not mere belief. Faith is, mere belief is not saving faith. Even, even demons believe. James chapter 2 verse 19. You know, just going along to get along is not faith either. Just, just passing, passively resigning and letting things happen to you, that's not faith either. So many people think they're going to heaven because the elders here are driving the buses. All I got to do is sit there. They're driving. Let's go. That's not faith. Philippians chapter 2 verse 12. We must work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. It's not the elder's job to work out your salvation. You've got to work it out. I've got to work it out. Then you can have the confidence that you're following the one true faith of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. If the Lord comes very soon, it says in, in, uh, in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 6. I thought I had that verse up here. 2, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 6. We are always confident knowing that while we are at home or in the body, we are absent from the Lord, for we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident when we do that. We have a confidence because we're going to increase our saving faith by increasing our study and application, not just our study, but our application of God's Word to our lives. Walking by faith characterizes, it determines Christian activities. Salvation is the outcome of faith, 1 Peter 1 verse 9. And those who have enough faith to obey will be saved. The faith of Christians will overcome the world, as we're looking at here in 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. The faith of Christians will overcome the world because saving faith is, is, is active, not passive. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet, not yet seen, moved with godly fear. Look at verse 8. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he went on a 1,300-mile journey, not knowing where he'd end up. The lives of Noah, the lives of Abraham are, are monuments to faith. But we can be just like them. We can, just, we can be just like Noah, and we can be just like... Abraham, we could be just like Moses. We could be just like all those, all those people we think of are great in the Bible. We can be just like them. 
if we have faith. If we have faith. By putting your faith into action and obeying. Unbelief is, is simply refusal to obey. An unbelieving heart falls away. An unbelieving heart will not enter God's rest. In Hebrews chapter 3, the unbelievers with Moses in the desert for 40 years, they couldn't enter the promised land, look at verse 19, because of their unbelief. Let me tell you, folks, someday when the Lord comes back, there'll be some of you sitting here who won't enter into the promised land because of your unbelief. Our faith looks up to thee, we see. Does it really? Look around you. Just look around you. See who hadn't been here in a while. Why are they not here? What happened? Do you know? Have you found out? Are you even concerned? They may have fallen away. They may not believe anymore. Do you know? There may be some of you who fill these pews out of habit every week. Do you have enough faith to continue to obey? Do you? Do your lips praise God, but is your your heart, Jesus said, far from Him? That's not faith. That's just lip service. A lot of confusion about faith centers around what faith does for us and and what faith does not do alone by itself. Faith faith will 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 justify us. Faith will justify us. And you know, when we're justified, we're we're shown to be right. We're shown to be true. We're shown to be innocent when we're justified. Romans chapter 5 verses 1 and 2 says that having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. Faith will will also purify us. Faith purifies our hearts. In Acts chapter 15, there was a debate brought up by the Judaizers, those who required submission to to the old law. And Peter says in verse 9 that the Gentiles, that's us, that our hearts are purified by faith. Faith brings eternal life. John chapter 5 verse 24. Faith produces a a new birth. 1 John chapter 5 verse 1. We're we're born of God. To have faith in God brings remission of sins. Acts chapter 10 verse 43. But mere belief alone doesn't do any of these. Doesn't do any of the above. Now if you say to me, preacher, I believe... That faith alone saves. I believe faith alone saves. And, I, and by faith you mean everything that's to be believed and obeyed about the gospel. 
If you believe, if, if, you're, if by saying that you say, you say, I believe that believing, repenting, confessing, and, and being baptized into Jesus Christ, that's, that's part of our faith. That's what you've got to believe. That saves, and I would agree with you. Faith alone saves. But, if by faith you mean mere belief, I cannot agree. Faith includes that which was preached and handed down. Jude chapter 3. In Galatians chapter 1 verse 23. Paul now preaches the faith. Jude says, the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. It's that faith. Souls are purified in obedience to the truth. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 22. If someone is saved by believing only, how do you explain this verse right here? How do you explain Hebrews chapter 5 verses 8 and 9 when in speaking of Jesus, the Hebrew writer says, Though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered, and having been perfected, he became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him. You've got to obey. If you won't save in faith, you've got to obey. You won't get salvation without it. Turn over to 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 7 through 10. In this passage, Paul describes how God in flaming fire, God in flaming fire will take vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. If one is saved by believing only, how is obedience to the gospel explained here? If you're saved just by believing and you don't obey the gospel of Jesus Christ, God will take vengeance on you in flaming fire. How do you explain it? How do you get around it? If all you've got to do is say the sinner's prayer and ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart. You haven't obeyed the gospel. He's going to take vengeance on those who haven't obeyed the gospel. It's part of your faith. Obedience is part of your faith. First Peter chapter 4, verse 17. For the time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God. And if it begins with us first, what will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel of God? If we only have to believe and say the sinner's prayer to be saved, how can we get by this verse? We can't. The gospel must be obeyed. It's part of our faith. The faith. Saving faith. Turn your Bibles to Mark chapter 6. This won't be on the screen. Mark chapter 6. You ever had a bad day? Some of you have had a bad day this year. Been some bad days for some of you this year. Hard times this year. Some of you might have had a bad day at work. Might have had a bad day in traffic. Bad day at the hospital. Jesus had bad days. Jesus had bad days. Mark chapter 6. This must have been a really bad day for Jesus. Rejection is never fun. Rejection is never fun. Especially, with, especially by somebody that you love. Beginning with verse 1. Then he went out from there and came to his own country... 
And his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach at the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is this which is given to him that such mighty works are performed by his hands? Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother of James, and Josie, and Judas, and Simon? Are, are, are not his sisters here with us? So they were offended at him. But Jesus said, A prophet is not without honor except in his own country, among his own relatives, and in his own house. Now, he could do no mighty work there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he marveled. He marveled at their unbelief. Notice. Jesus marveled. He was amazed at how much they didn't believe. Just before this, we see Jesus having a great couple of days. Mark chapter 4, He's the great teacher and communicator. In Mark chapters 4 and 5, we see Jesus' power over, over disaster when in the midst of the storm, with a word, Jesus calms the storm. He calms the sea. We see Jesus' power over evil spiritual forces when He saved a man from a, from a demon called Legion. In chapter 5, we see Jesus' power over disease when a, when a woman with an issue of, of blood who had, who had given up all hope, she, she just knew that if she could just touch the hem of Jesus' garment that she would be healed. And she was. And Jesus told her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. In the same chapter 5, Jesus shows, shows us all that He's the master over death. When he raises the daughter of Jairus from the dead. And, and oh how powerful. And we see how, how wonderful our Savior is in, in chapters 4. And in chapters 5. And in chapter 6. It's just like progress was just stopped. His own people. His own family. They show Jesus no honor. They had no faith in Him. And He could do no miracle there. Do you believe? Do you, do, you, do you believe? Do you believe that Jesus can save you from, from certain disaster? Do you believe you have these disastrous sins in your life and, and Jesus can save you from them? Do you believe that? Can Jesus save you from worldly demons that may, that may plague your life? Do you believe He can? Do you believe that? Do you believe He's that wonderful? That He's that powerful? You, you believe that, don't you? Do you believe Jesus can heal you from the disease of sin? You've got sin in your life. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And you are a sinner. And do you believe that Jesus can heal you from that, that disease of sin that we all have? Yes, you believe it, don't you? Can Jesus save you from that final second death that sin brings? Does He have the power to do that? Is He that wonderful? Is He that majestic in your life? Can He do that for you? Yes, you say, yes. Is that the answer? Yes. 
then perfect your faith and obey. If you believe Jesus is that powerful, then perfect your faith and obey. Don't look at your neighbor. Don't look at your daughter. Don't look at your husband. Don't look at anybody else but yourself. You perfect your faith and obey. Wherever you are, if you're a Christian, get up off your seat and do something. Obey Him. If you're not a Christian, do you not believe? Jesus had the power then. And if you have enough faith to obey, Jesus can save you now. He had the power then, and He's got the power now to save you. If you're still not ready, well, what I want you to do is, is increase your faith this year. In 2011, keep stumbling, keep coming, keep coming here. Increase your faith in personal Bible study, in family Bible study. Be with us here on Wednesday nights at 7. Be with us here on Sunday mornings at 9 for Bible study, Bible classes. Be here on, on Sunday morning for the, for the a.m. worship and, and be here on Sunday night for the, for the p.m. worship. We're going to increase our faith. We're going to get into God's Word this year, folks. But not just here. You need to do it in your own lives. You need to do it in your own homes. You need to get into God's Word. Increase your faith. As we increase our faith by hearing God's Word, we will be the better for it. I promise you. That's a promise. That's a promise. Because we'll be pleasing to God. That's what we've been told in the Scriptures. We'll be pleasing to God. By hearing God's Word, and as we exclaim to God this year, in our sermons on Sunday morning and our theme for the year, our faith looks up to Thee. Does your faith look up to God? Jesus said, Oh, ye of little faith, increase it by getting into God's Word this year. If you're not a Christian, you can start increasing that faith right now by being baptized into Jesus Christ, by obeying and perfecting that faith. If maybe you've lost your faith and you really just like a wind-up toy. Somebody's just wound you up. You're just kind of going. Stop. Take an account of your life. Pray to your God and ask for forgiveness. And from that point on, continue to obey. If you need help, come forward. We'll help you. We want to pray with you. We want to help you through whatever you're going through. Increase your faith this year. And we won't lie when we sing, Our faith looks up to thee. If you need any help this morning, if you need to be baptized, come forward right now as together we stand in.